The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Really excited to be here with you in the second hour of today's show as we talk plenty of high school sports in the first hour. And if you missed any of it, no worries. We got you covered. It'll be on a podcast as soon as we get off the air. We will get that up as quickly as possible. Um, really a big day in high school sports and jam-packed first hour. So plenty of information. If you, want, if you want to be up to date and in the know in high school sports, the only way to do that is listen to us. Go to our website, sm-tnsports.com. Listen to the podcast because... If you listen to our podcast, you would know. <laughs> it's one of the, well, There's a new goes. hashtag for you there, Chris. Yeah. Hashtag if. If then. If then. If you if listen then. to our podcast, then, then you then would know. You would know. Yeah, there you go. Um, So I think we need to get into some Titan stuff because we missed it yesterday because we had so much going on again Big week, obviously, but with the NCAA tournament kind of taking a a little hiatus for the rest of the week until Saturday, we'll we'll have a little less to talk about there and a little more time for other things. But we got to talk about the Tennessee Titans today because the rumors that I'm hearing, and when I say I'm hearing, I don't have any sources outside of Twitter. But what I have read on Twitter... I tell you what, depending on who you follow, Twitter is a pretty good source. So. It can be. It can be. Now, <clears throat> take this as you will, but a couple of folks are saying that Sammy Watkins could be coming to the Titans to fill that number two spot. 
You mean the number two spot that they just filled by signing Josh Reynolds from the Rams? <laughs> Sammy Watkins, Josh Reynolds. 2A, 2B. Mm, no. They're really 3A, no, 3B. Two, uh, two and three. But, well, Sammy Watkins could be good. He's just made of glass. And that's really the issue. When is he is out there, he's dynamic. He can be. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Very good. Um, Josh Reynolds, a big signing. Also, some rumblings that Stephon Gilmore could be in a trade situation for the Titans. and that it Well, it l- would make sense that the Titans and the Patriots would be trade partners given the the dynamic yeah yeah the incestuousness between those two organizations current incestuous yeah it's not always been there yeah but it is now recent um it appears Jadavian Clowney is a possibility for another year contract Probably not at a very high money other than guaranteed-wise anyway. There may be some incentive options in there. And with some help, he could be a little more dynamic. Well, yeah. I mean, with 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 Bud Dupree on the edge, with Danico Altry in the middle along with Jeff Simmons. You put you know, maybe on the other side. What, who are you going to block? You can't block them all. You got some business decisions to make <laughs> yeah. at that point. If they roll out there with that four, that with that front four, you get you got to figure something out, and you got to figure it out quick. Because if they all play, you know, anywhere close to what they've shown in the past, now again, Dupree's been a little banged up. Clowney wasn't terribly productive last year, but you know Simmons and Autry in the middle are going to be raising hell. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I've always been a firm believer in the interior defensive line is what allows your edge rushers to be good. Sure. And because if one of those guys is demanding a double team, then you're going to get single on the outside. Uh-huh. And it's hard to stop a, a good edge rusher the entire game. With just and if Clown, if Clowney's got any kind of get off at all, they should be okay. I mean, if, if he's back and that's what they roll out there, um, that's going to be fun to watch. I think. I can't disagree. I I mean, so potentially looking at Stephon Gilmore. Jadavian Clowney and potentially Sammy Watkins as a, I guess an Adam Humphreys type guy. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what he would be. Oh, uh, but at, at, I, but I, on I the guarantee, cheap, I guarantee you, Sammy Watkins is going to get more more jets than than Adam Humphreys would have well, got. And that may be, you know, that allows them to continue using that Johnny Smith package. <laughs> so I mean, who knows? It. it they re-signed uh, Sambrello, so that that's that's done. Much needed. Yeah, I think so. Um, Interesting. Interesting. I'm sitting here looking at um, 
a Joe Rixroad piece on The Athletic. That's what I was looking at. Too. Ah, well, did you get down to the depth chart? No, I have not. Well, the depth chart as it stands right now, he's got who's back, who's gone, who's new, what's next. Who's back at quarterback, Ryan Tannehill and Logan Woodside. Who's gone, no one. Who's new? Deshaun Kaiser. If you didn't notice, the Titans signed him to the practice squad late in the season. I didn't. I didn't notice that either. I, I mean, I don't think he's a quarterback. And not on this. Not <laughs> what on do you this, think he is? Not on this team. I mean, he's <laughs> he's, he's Marcus Mariota, but not as good. No, no, he's not even he's not even that. He's he's a. <laughs> He's an in case of emergency break glass. I mean, yeah. he's a guy to come in and take a snap and and. But you got to stick with through. him. If you go to number three, you got to stick with him. Wow! Can't bring him back. Can't can't, can't go anywhere else from here. Well, thank goodness for Derrick Henry. Thank you. We'll just run. We'll sit him up in in Wildcat and run That's it down it. your throat for about That's two and a half quarters. <laughs> you could you could win in the NFL doing that. You could win if you have. Derrick Henry. Yeah. There are, oh, yeah. There, are yeah. Few, there oh, aren't that, many quarter uh, running backs you could do that well, with. Well, I mean, that was my specific point. Won. You could he, win with Derrick Henry at Wildcat for a whole game, I think. Uh, yeah, no no doubt. I think you could. Uh, so long as Tannehill stays healthy, I think we're all right. I don't think Logan Woodside is a guy that I would feel comfortable stepping in as a starting quarterback. I mean, former AAF guy. Had his moments in the AAF. He was, he was solid in the AAF, yeah. but I don't know if he's quite. Uh, this ain't the AAF. This ain't the AAF. No, yeah. um, of course he didn't have AJ Brown and <laughs> Josh Reynolds and Josh Reynolds to throw yeah. to. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, I am. I'm, I mean, this this offensive line thing is really interesting. You know, mm-hmm. Lawan, Saffold, Ben Jones, Nate Davis. Tyson Sembrello, Quesenberry's back. Who I, I thought Quesenberry played well for mm-hmm. a lot of, of last season. So perhaps this – I'm going to miss Dennis Kelly, but mm-hmm. we get Kendall Lamb. I think that this is a potential for a really good offensive line. It'll be interesting to see the step that Nate Davis takes this time around. I think they've got a lot of confidence in him as a young guy and just to see him take the next step or how how much of a step he takes from last year to this year on that offensive line I think is going to be pretty important. No doubt. No doubt. Um, At linebacker, Harold Landry and and Jayon Brown are back. Rashawn Evans is back for a year. Um, Will Compton not back yet. Although I love that meme where where Mo throws uh, Barney out into the street from The Simpsons and he's he's dusting off his hands and Barney's standing, standing behind, behind him. him. <laughs> That's so good. That, that that really does feel like Will Compton. <laughs> it, it does. I mean, it, it's like that saying. He's like a bad penny. He just keeps turning up. Just keeps turning up. I, you know, I, I feel like he's like one of those guys like uh, like Willie Mays Hayes. Where you just take him outside and he just he's like, no, I I live here. <laughs> like, you keep kicking. Him, he's like, no, I live here. He's he's a squatter basically. 
Will Compton <laughs> is a squatter <laughs> who occasionally makes some plays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we can use him on, you know, every now and then. It's just interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, I think this is going to be a an interesting free agent market because if if Jadavian Clowney comes back at a reasonable price, he could be that that defense could be special with uh, that front seven. Uh, full disclosure: I will read just about anything Joe Rexroder writes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this piece here is no different. His his breakdown of the depth chart for the Titans at cornerback. Who's back? Christian Fulton, Chris Jackson, Breon Borders, Kareem Orr. Who's gone? Malcolm Butler, Adoree Jackson, Desmond King. Who's next? Janoris Jenkins, Kevin Johnson. What's next? All caps. Maybe the Titans should draft someone. That's what he said after every in, in every single um, – except for a quarterback and running back. He basically said – Perhaps we should spend a high draft pick. You know, but perhaps he, we should spend a high draft pick. But but he didn't put it in all caps like he did at cornerback. No. And, and I think he's absolutely right because that group of corners, short of Jackrabbit Jenkins, and he's a ten year veteran, that cornerback room doesn't wow you. Okay, but Okay, but mm-hmm. I'm listening. But your cornerback room doesn't have to wow you, but for three and a half seconds, if that front seven is as good as it needs to be. Well, and it hasn't been, and it has needed to. It hasn't been yet, but we haven't had Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, potentially Jadavian Clunny, and Bud Dupree on the outside. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not ready to go into the 2021 season with that cornerback room hoping that that front seven makes it okay to play with those corners. Let me let, – let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. We have a salary cap. The Tennessee Titans are in a tight salary cap situation. Mm-hmm. you got to pick one of the two. Mm. If you're going to pick between front seven and back four, which one are you picking? <laughs> You're picking the front seven every time. You're picking time. the front seven. You're, you're right. You're right. You're picking the front seven because one of the truisms in football is it's tough to throw off your backside. And in the NFL, anybody can get open after five seconds. I don't care who's guarding you. Yeah. Dion or anybody. You're, you're right. So if I'm picking one of the two. To put your money in. To put my money in. I'm going with Christian Fulton, Janoris Jenkins, Breon Borders, Chris Jackson, Kevin Johnson, and hoping – that that front seven does its job. Now, if they don't, mid, midway through the year, maybe you find, you know, you, you say, let's go make a big trade or whatever, see if we can't find something to make this work. But I think this is a good plan to go into the season. I thought last year was a good plan. So I'm not, I mean. Okay. Eh. I'll give you that. I don't know that you you got to pick one and and I you know Kevin Byer to Monty Hooker still being in, in, in safety and uh, I think that's I don't know Hooker did some good things he did last year he did so uh, funny story I was watching, I hate to see Vicaro leave I was watching Sports Center this morning and they were talking about Dory Jackson they showed three highlights four times in a row same three because <laughs> those were the his three, three highlights. highlights. <laughs> 
<laughs> was pretty that, funny. That, that was what you had. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to work with. Yeah. Oh, anyway. it happens. <laughs> he didn't even change the camera angles, coach. He just at <laughs> all. It was just it, it, it was the same three. It was the same three clips, <laughs> and he and, and I'm pretty sure he was. He had his left hand on the receiver in all three clips. <laughs> Could have been called for interference hey, on any of them. Hey, do what you do. Oh man, I wish we uh, we we need to mention that before we're going to go to a break here in just a second, but. Uh, Clayton Harris is in the big studio <laughs> watching watching on the the 17-inch monitor in there but it's a, it's it's solid. Uh, he actually sent us a message that said his 7th grader Brian Whitehead hit a 330-foot shot for Kalioki yesterday. Quote, never seen anything like it. Kid just turned 13. His uncle is Bubba Johnson. Comes from pretty good athletic stock right there. So, kid's 5'10", 220 in seventh grade. And just turned 13. Come on. Just turned 13. I was 5'10 at 13, at 12 and 13. I wasn't 220. I was 160 maybe. (laughs) But I was 5'10". But, uh, so... Congrats to, to Brian. Actually, I think we have the clip that he's looking at. We do have the clip. We'll we'll post it to Twitter a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a monster shot for for Mr. Brian Whitehead. So, all right, let's take a quick break when we come back because we got uh, Jerry Palm who's going to join us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. So we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. As we come up on the bottom of hour number two, it is a beautiful Tuesday as we see the West Seventh Parade of utility trucks. <laughs> AT and T out here strong this morning. Hope you're not trying to go down uh, Walker Street, anybody, because you're not going to get there. 
And don't come up Walker Street either because you're not getting out. I just hope that whatever AT&T is doing out there has a positive impact on the um, interwebs here <laughs> at Front Porch Radio. I think, J- JP, we need we need a camera that points outside so everybody can see uh, what we're talking about every time. That we- <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Whenever yeah. we make a reference to outside. Yeah. Or maybe we just. Need a camera outside. <laughs> oh, we could do that too. Yeah, oh, yeah, we could do on the front on porch. The front porch. On the front porch. Yeah, let's go to our front porch cam. <laughs> hey. hey, hey, I see. I feel a sponsor That's coming right. on too. <laughs> go to the front porch cam. Cracker on Barrel front porch radio. That's right. <laughs> get some free. <laughs> get some free rocking chairs. Oh, that's right. Hey, there we go. Or some fr- <laughs> some free pecan pancakes. I can attach a camera to a rocking chair and get it going. <laughs> Oh man, Jerry's listening yeah. to us going, "What the crap?" Yeah, what about what have I got, what have I gotten myself into? Oh man, on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline this morning, we have CBS Sports bracketologist Jerry Palm joining us. Thanks for hanging out with us and listening to our nonsense. Uh, you know, I just think that a camera on a rocking chair might cause some people to get motion sick. <laughs> there, there's that. There is that. Yeah, that might not be the best of ideas. So, so Jerry, I will um. I will ask you the question I asked everybody on yesterday's show. How's your bracket? Not so good. Not so good. No. <laughs> you and Join the club. Yeah. I yeah. Get, you, know, you know, it's funny because I get, I get about like 15 minutes to do my bracket. Not that it would have mattered this year. But, um, you know, so I, I, I'm getting a lot of abuse from my, uh, not bad abuse, but, you know, people are giving me a hard time because uh, I ended up picking all the top four seeds in each region of the Sweet 16, which, you know, never happens. But uh, anyways, uh, but I think a fair number of first-round upsets, nine of them, only one hit. Mm. <laughs> Although one of them was VCU, so they never got a chance. But uh, but the other seven were all losers. So it's like, okay, so I could have picked some of those teams further in my bracket, and it would be even worse if I did. So, yeah, I just, I just had problems to start. Jerry, we thought it was funny. Um, we had you on couple of weeks ago and a few days after you were on there was a story in the um northwest indiana paper on how one becomes a bracketologist and we thought (laughs) we wondered geez are they listening to us in northwest indiana because we specifically ask you that question how does one become a bracketologist and so actually that interview was done before i talked to you guys Uh, it was a couple of weeks before it actually appeared in the paper okay uh, all right so so we stole it from them then i guess or maybe it's just a popular question yeah yeah Yeah. um jerry you talk about all of the early upsets and and our top five in the next next segment is going to be the top five upsets from this weekend but um is this an indication i mean that the seating committee just get it wrong or no okay no i mean it's i mean look seating is the seating is based on what you do in the regular season you know, but the regular season's a marathon. You have a bad day in the regular season, or you get a bad matchup or something, and you get beat. You just move on, and you've got, you know, this year, 25 maybe other games to get it fixed. In the NCAA tournament, you get a bad matchup, or you have a bad day, and you're done. And there's been a fair amount of that, you know, this year. Some teams have really stepped up and played uh, some of the best basketball they've played all year, like Oregon State and Oral Roberts, and, uh, you know, got matchups that worked for them. Uh, and probably a little help from their opponents, especially in the case of Oral Roberts. But that doesn't mean Oral Roberts should have been seated higher than 15, or that Oregon State should have been seated higher than 12, or 
know, it's, you're, you earn your seed in the regular season. What you do with it when you get there is what you do with it. Now, that being said, Jerry, do you feel like the committee undervalued the Pac-12? No. No, absolutely not. I mean, based on what they did in the regular season, I mean, it's a team that it's a week that had three quadrant one wins, the entire league in the regular season. One of them was Stanford over Alabama, and Stanford didn't make the tournament. No, they just gotten a you know a good draw and uh, and have done something with it. You know, it's I mean, like I said, Oregon State got hot. They had to get hot just to get into the tournament, and have continued to do well. Um, USC was a pretty good team that probably underperformed uh, over the course of the season. Uh, Oregon was a, a good team to probably underperform, but that doesn't mean they were seeded wrong. They, they didn't earn seeds better than they got, but they've done very well with what they got. We're going to ask Jerry a question and get a yes at some point because we're going to keep throwing them at him. <laughs> Did, if the Pac-12 was not undervalued, was the Big Ten overvalued? No, because, again, they earned it in the regular season. <laughs> you know, but they performed like crap when they got to the tournament. You know, it's just bad. <laughs> I mean, Illinois, that's a disaster, you know. And Loyola's a tough matchup for a lot of teams just the way they defend. But still, they just, they did not play well against Loyola. Um, you know, uh, it's funny that Michigan's the last team standing because that was the one that I thought might actually be in the most trouble long term. Uh, but Illinois looked every bit like a national championship contender. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do it. That, that's not the committee's fault. Was the committee supposed to make him a nine? No. <laughs> no. Was Purdue, was Purdue supposed to be a 14 because they lost to North Texas? No. They just played like crap. That's what happened. So, you know, it's, it's just it's just one of those things. that. Uh, but the Big Ten, you know, there's no excuse for Ohio State. you got to beat Oral Roberts. You know, you, you can't, and they played flat. There's just no excuse for Ohio State. Uh, but, the you know, the rest of the league, you know, if you had a bad day or you didn't show up or you didn't play – both halves of the game or whatever, but you, you know, the NCAA tournament, you better show up. But what they did in the regular season is what got them selected and what got them their seat. But the, what they did in the tournament was crap. That's a, it's a complete face plant, but that that's, doesn't mean that they were seated wrong or that there should have been fewer teams. That's interesting. Alabama, but that's another yeah. question for, you know, they didn't play well in no. a couple other games either. They lost to West Virginia. They, they had their chance. I'm just saying. Yep. They didn't. They didn't perform. Now that being said, I I agree with you on Michigan. I had LSU in my elite eight, but uh, you know, well, and they they were there right to the end. You know, uh, my concern for Michigan isn't with the, the fact that Isaiah Livers isn't playing. And I thought, well, maybe he can get through the first weekend without Isaiah Livers, but long term, you know, eventually they're going to need him. Uh, but Brooks has done a nice job stepping up in his his place, but it hurts your depth. Um, anyways, but you know, Michigan's done a nice job and saved some face for the league. You know, Maryland did well and, uh, Rutgers did well to win their first game as 10 seed. Uh, but the, the better teams in this league have just, you know, there's, I don't know what the heck happened to Iowa yesterday. Uh, Garza showed up, but nobody else did. You know, it's just, what are you going to do? Four double digit seeds in the sweet 16, um, relative to other sweet 16s. Where does that rank, Jerry? I mean, how... Well, the record was five. I want to say that was 1999. I want to say there were five that particular year, and four has happened one other time. Uh, and then there have been several years with three. So four is really un- unique. Um, well, not unique, but uh, rare to, to have that many in the Sweet 16. It's also the second time we've had a 15 seed in the Sweet 16. If you remember Dunk City, Florida Gulf Coast. Um, 
and it's funny because the, the, the team their coach left for is also in the Sweet 16, USC. Um, but, yeah, so it's yeah, it's definitely an unusual year. And we could have had more. I mean, Ohio was looking you know, pretty good. It gets mm-hmm. great for a little while at least. Uh, but they didn't make it. It's um, it's just been that kind of a year, you know, that uh, that we've seen some of these lower seeds r- rise up and and have a great first weekend of the tournament. Uh, and it's you know, uh, I don't have a good explanation for it other than this kind of thing just happens. Uh, it doesn't hurt uh, that Syracuse is one of those. One and, and, UCLA and UCLA is another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just you know, what's right. funny here uh, of all of those teams that I picked to. Uh, you know, upset and, and win, and they all lost. Syracuse is the only one I picked at once. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've done a nice job. They've got a good chance against Houston, too, because when they're shooting, especially Buddy Beheim is shooting, they've always got a chance. And uh, um, Houston's going to have to show, show a little better than they played against Rutgers, but they looked awesome uh, in their second-round game. We're speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with CBS Sports bracketologist Jerry Palm. Jerry, what do you do from, say, mid-April to October? Nap. No, actually, it, it goes until. Uh, I actually, I don't have a single full day off between, like, the first week of Labor, you know, uh, the week before Labor Day, which is the start of the college season, until the end of the Final Four, except for Christmas Day. That's my only full day off. Um, now, some days I work half an hour and some days I work 20 hours, but you know, it's, uh, there are no zero days, um, except for that one. And so I, I get all my, the weekends and stuff that I don't get during the regular season. I get from April to like July. There you go. And then, uh, and then, uh, then, you know, preseason football stuff starts and, and we get involved in that. So you do some football as well? Yeah, I do. I cover college football as well. Okay. So the, the, the college football playoff, the sort of the same kind of stuff that I do for basketball, I do for football as well. Okay. Cool. Um, who do you like coming out of these sweet 16s now that, you know, now that you've kind of recalibrated your bracket a little bit? Gonzaga and Alabama and running down the hat. <laughs> it's a Baylor. Okay. Those three, Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor. Um, I think the Midwest region is a complete crapshoot. Could be any of the four teams. Uh, Houston will be the favorite. I kind of like Loyola. I think if Houston gets to play Loyola, we might not be either team score 40. Um, the, uh, but Baylor, Alabama, and, uh, and Gonzaga. And Gonzaga looked every bit like the overall number one team. That, that's a team that showed up ready to play. If, if Loyola and Houston play and neither team scores 40, then that's certainly in Loyola's favor, is, it? is that right? I, you know what? It could be in either team's favor because they both like to grind. So I don't uh, – I don't know that it's in, in anybody's favor. Houston is a, is a really good rebounding team, and which was the reason that Rutgers hung around so long was because Rutgers uh, outperformed them on the board. I don't actually have the, the final stat sheet, so I don't know mm-hmm. the real numbers, but Rutgers' ability to rebound, especially offensive rebound, kept them in that game. But Houston's usually a pretty good rebounding team, and especially on the offensive class, so that might give them an edge over Loyola. But it's, um, it, I think it would just be a grinder of a game. Or Roberts, after what they did to Ohio State and Florida, can they do that to Arkansas? I mean, do they have another one in them? Well, you can't really say no. I'm not going to pick it. Uh, but uh, I think the line is something like 11, which I don't know that that's fair. But at some point, you know, these, these guys regress to the level that made them 15 seed. You know? I mean, they're, they're a 15 seed for a reason. 
they've been playing over their head a little bit for a couple of games, uh, especially in the first round, caught an opponent that flat-footed. But at some point, they get back to playing like the team that made them a 15 seed. And uh, whether that's against Arkansas or somebody else, that day is coming. Well, they still have the nation's leading scorer, no matter what. Yes, they what. do. And, and, and they're the best free-throw shooting team in the nation as well. Or it's either them or Colorado. Uh, but they, they shoot like 82% from the line as a team, which is insane. Uh, but that's obviously an advantage in any close game. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, free throws win championships, folks. Learn how to shoot them. And defense. <laughs> free throws and defense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Here. Whatever I was going to say, clearly I didn't need to say it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm just curious. Do you think that Villanova and – so – Obviously, there's there's a storyline between Villanova and Alabama with Alabama's uh, guard uh, Q guy that just came out. Quinterly? Quint. What? Quinterly? Yeah. The kid that that transferred from Villanova. Oh wow! I, I was on. A, I did not know that. Yeah, so he's a senior was, transfer from from Vill, Villanova. From Villanova to, to Alabama. Alabama. Okay. Would would that make a difference on either one of these teams? Do you think that Villanova would be? would have a better chance at, at uh, well, fulfilling my prophecy yeah. of making the national championship game? <laughs> yeah, definitely, because Villanova could use another guard because they're down one, as you know. Uh, Gillespie, Colin Gillespie's out uh, for the season. Uh, they've managed through the first two games, got by Winthrop and then uh, North Texas, so they they uh, were fortunate, I suppose, not to have to play Purdue, but, you know, Purdue didn't earn it either. Um, so, you know, Villanova made the Sweet 16, but I give them the least chance of anyone of, of advancing and they're going to play Baylor. Yeah. That's, that's a problem. <laughs> oh, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> that makes me feel good. It's okay. I lost Sorry. Texas on day one and they're my champion. So it's, it, it oh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that yeah. was, I was just, you know what? I'm, I'm out. We're good, but here's the I, good thing. I actually, I actually kind of wish I'd have taken a flyer on, on Apple. If I had more time to look and seen the stats and seen how good they are at forcing turnovers and out. How bad! I knew Texas turned it over too much, but didn't realize that Adelaide was as good at forcing them. But man, what a difference turnovers made that game! It's it's interesting how we talk about it every year, Jerry. The guard play is so important in this tournament, and it never fails to be correct. That's right. Now you're not going to win this thing with mediocre guards, (laughs) which is why you worry about Michigan not having Isaiah Livers. Mm -hmm. You know. and they almost blew the game to LSU yesterday because their point guard is usually pretty reliable. Made you know three mistakes in the last four minutes to keep LSU in the game. So it's uh, yeah, guard play is is huge in the NCAA tournament because everything starts there. And if your guards aren't playing well, you aren't going anywhere. I'm intrigued by the All Pac-12 matchup in the West um, semifinals here with USC and Oregon. I picked that one. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's an interesting matchup. I mean, Oregon. Has, has played great. Uh, of course, they only played one game, but man, they demolished <laughs> Iowa. You know, they they demolished Iowa. I mean, it's, you know, and they won the regular season in the Pac-12. You know, USC is the most talented team. They should be better, more consistently good than they've been. Um, but that they haven't been. That they three tries at Colorado couldn't beat them, uh, which shows you sometimes it's about matchups. But uh, you know, Evan Mobley, he's a load, man. It's uh, he's going to be hard for anybody and. The, you know, USC can keep going as far as he carries them, uh, but 
you know, those two teams are in trouble regardless because the one in front of them is getting better. <laughs> How much of a difference did that make them not having played a first-round game? Hard to say. Um, you, you're probably a little fresher, uh, but, you know, it's, I can't imagine as fresh as why Iowa, you know, only had Luka Garza score and nobody else. That's just probably a really good defensive effort and a bad day for Iowa. I didn't think it, it clearly didn't. It made no impact on their uh, being able to score in a new environment. No, no. <laughs> well, no. And, and Iowa's problem has always been defense. And gosh, a month ago, I would have said Iowa was primed for an early exit because I don't think they defended well enough. And then the last you know, three weeks of the season, they played some really good defense. It's like, oh, well, maybe they finally figured it out. No. Nope, they went back to being Iowa. Yeah, and that's okay. Sometimes you are who you are. Who, who, you we, are. who we thought they are. They yeah. are who we yeah. thought they were. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Jerry, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. And, and for the uh, – the, yeah, the, the advice on the rocking chair cam. Yeah, we may need to rethink yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to cause any motion sickness for anybody. No, so, yeah, no. thanks. Appreciate you. You might want to put a, might want to put a warning before you uh, before you uh, show, the, show that to the uh, viewers. There we go. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, man. Jerry Palm, CBS Sports Bracketologist on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline today. Thanks so much for hanging out. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Take care. All right. It is Top 5 Tuesday, folks. When we return, we will tell you the top five biggest upsets of the weekend on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back again to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here today on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. WZYX down in Franklin County, folks. Appreciate you guys being with us. Our friends here in Southern Middle Tennessee on WKOM 1017 FM and on Facebook. As always, we thank you guys for hanging out with us there. Um, so it's Top 5 Tuesday, and we didn't really have a, a discussion, which we probably should have, <laughs> um, about what was going to be our Top 5 subject this week. Yeah, so we kind of had to come up with one on the fly this morning. This one is on the fly. Um, 
we still got to come up with top five sequels. But I still think that's going to take a little time. So we may mm-hmm. need to really think about that maybe this week. We, For next we week. We push it. You know, we really push <laughs> that. movie one. sequels we're talking Just, about? Yeah. yeah. So like movie sequels. Okay. Um, that was prompted by coming to, to America. America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we definitely need to do that. But this week. Top five Tuesday is top five upsets of the weekend brought to you by our friends at mid South five fitness, uh, still athletes.com. Make sure still no E go check them out locations in Franklin and Columbia. We appreciate Thalius and his crew for sponsoring top five Tuesday because mid South five fitness top five Tuesday. It only made sense. It fits. <laughs> Fits. The only there it is. The only fitness I do is fitness pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that coming. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, um, let's go ahead and get into it. What do you say? We got we got four. Uh, Coach Mike, did you come up with something? Yeah, I've got I've got some choices here. Uh, All right. More more along the lines of what they did to my bracket as much as anything. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, let's get into it then. Number five, we'll go with Mo. I think because they have made such a habit of it, it falls at number five, but Syracuse from the 11 seed knocking off San Diego State in the opening round and then number three West Virginia to get to the Sweet 16. That's uh, a good I, one. I, I think it, you know, because they won twice, I kind of took those in tandem. But, you know, Syracuse is my number five in the top five upsets. I think that's a big, that's a pretty good one. Um, Coach Mike, what you got? Uh, more, more of a local, just a local disappointment to tell you the truth. Oregon State over over Tennessee, you know, noticed, you know, when we were working Tennessee's games this, this year and stuff like that, you know, they'd have a roller coaster season. And unfortunately, they were at the bottom part of their, their hill. You know. And uh, it, it just didn't. It, you know, it was it, kind of a disappointment there. I, I thought about the Oregon State-Tennessee game, but I can't even, I can't even call that an upset. Really. Well, upset is emotional. Oh, That's a, oh, oh I was upset, <laughs> yeah, I was but I didn't say. think the outcome was. Yeah. Oh, I was terribly upset. Yeah, yeah. Upset wouldn't even start to cover it. But um, yeah. What you got, John Paul? Uh, you know, Oregon State's a good one. Syracuse is a good one. Um, I, I think uh, I think I'll start with Oregon State as well. Uh, I think just because of um, not so much the. 12-5, but the way that, uh, that they did it um, and, and how much they won by. So, I'll, I'll go with that one. And, and because, you know, yes, Tennessee was a wild card in terms of on both ends of the spectrum. But, you know, in terms of finding an upset, one wild card, I mean, one of Chris's brackets that, that <laughs> filled out the BPI had Tennessee winning the whole thing. So... Yeah, and I that that bracket is in the thirtieth percentile. Yeah, of picks. you're doing well to be there. So, considering your champ was gone on the first day, I don't. I haven't even looked at that bracket yeah. since then. I, I don't. I don't blame you. you. <laughs> my, I wouldn't either. My number five biggest upset is a little odd, 
because I think it's an upset more so than anything else that Oklahoma State didn't lose to Liberty. Now, this is odd. Oklahoma State won the game, but a lot of people picked Liberty to win that game. And that was kind of one that was kind of on the radar. So, so, the, so what you're saying is the fact that it wasn't an upset was an upset. It's an upset. Mo, I think he's just getting back at us for taking yeah. liberties with previous top fives in the past. That's all right. Yeah, it's all good. It's okay. Yeah, I'm just saying, it was one of those that was like everybody kind of. It was it was kind of the silent. It was the, it was the popular. Yeah, it was yeah. the popular upset. That one in Ohio. And mm-hmm. Ohio pulled it off. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, number four, Mo. Uh, number four, I've got Oregon in their one game of the tournament to this point. Um, 95 points. Um, number seven seed knocking off number two, Iowa. Um, Mike? I had Abilene over Texas. And, again, more of I had Texas going a little bit further into the, into the I tournament. I had them as a champion. It, well, okay, I didn't have champion. Far, but, uh, <laughs> it messed me up down the road. <laughs> JP? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Ohio uh, over uh, Virginia, right? One mm-hmm. that who they beat? Yeah. yeah, you know, 13 over 4, I mean, that's, that's a good one. So, see, I'm going UCLA because play-in game winner, so you had to play an extra game, mm-hmm. go in and beat BYU, and then, of course, you get the, the gift of Abilene Christian, unfortunately. So, yeah. Okay. Number three? Yep. Uh, North Texas, 78. Purdue, Jerry Palms, alma mater, 69. So North Texas over Purdue in their home state. Yeah, didn't even have to travel. Barely had to stay at a hotel. Mm-hmm. Coach, now, my number three team is going to show up again a little bit later. You can probably guess what that one is. But uh, my number three is Old Roberts over Florida. Uh, again, uh, weighted these as to how it hurt me in the bracket down the road. And, and Florida, I had Florida going a couple of couple of further steps, and they went. I can see that, JP. Uh Three. Let's. Um, I know what my top two are. I'm going to borrow this, uh, Coach Mike. I'm doing this on the fly this morning, fellas. Hope you, hope you can read it. Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, let's see. Um, Just go with Loyola. Yeah, I guess Loyola. <laughs> Just go yeah. with Loyola. Anytime you can. Yeah. Get, listen, it's hard. When Jesus is your coach, it's hard to beat. Yeah. Loyola. We'll go with that. That's my three. And sisters. And Sister Jean. Sister Jean Jean is your motivation coach. She is the medium between your head coach and the team. Yeah. She she had a nice little scouting report on Illinois, too, didn't she? That's what I'm saying. Clearly, Jesus was talking to Sister Jean to relay the information. (laughs) Anyway, it's hard to beat Jesus when Jesus is your coach. Anyway, number two, Mo. Number two. Uh, my number two is Abilene Christian beating the flagship university in their home state. Uh, that's, I mean, that had to be huge for them. Huge opportunity for them, and they didn't get overwhelmed by the opportunity and went out and took care of business. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Uh, my, my number two was Loyola Chicago over Illinois, and that because that had repercussions all the way into my final four. <laughs> so, JP, uh, number two? Number two, uh, I'll go with Abilene, uh, Christian. I think, um, yeah, Texas was coming in, and Shaka got shocked. 
Oh. Yes, I went there. Oh, it's because he has hair now. I'll credit my mother it, it, for, for that one. He Shaka, looks weird. Shaka has hair. And Shockingly Frank, has and hair. Frank Martin does not. Yeah. It's all weird. It's Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who's your number two? Oh, my number two is Virginia Tech not beating Florida. As you know, as you know, as you know, when they hit that three, we were sitting at at, at Boomba's and and West or Virginia Tech hit the three to take it to overtime. I was like, and then soul Let's crushing. Go. The restaurant yeah. knew we were there oh, when yes. that happened, soul and, they, and they knew who we were for. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> soul yeah. crushing. Anyway, but then Oral Roberts beating Florida, so that we'll we'll put that as number two. Yeah, number um, my, one. My number one is. Oral Roberts' weekend as the Congrats. number as the number fifteen seed defeating Ohio State seventy five seventy two and then defeating Florida eighty one seventy eight. Number fifteen. Yeah, I've seed. got the same. I've got the same one. Oral Roberts over Ohio State simply because I had Ohio State going all the way to the final and losing to Gonzaga. Get you and every time. Half half of my final four now is in the toilet. So. <laughs> Ditto what he said because I also had Ohio State going to the finals. And losing to Gonzaga in the championship. So, yeah, or Roberts. It's hard to not go with the 15, especially going to the Sweet 16 for only the second time in history. My biggest upset of the weekend. What didn't happen? Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah, what what didn't happen this time? Oh, it happened. (laughs) Down goes Gonzaga. The Belmont Lady Bruins. Yeah. Take down Gonzaga, the 12 over 5, first OVC tournament win for a women's basketball team since 1990 when Tennessee Tech did it. So, Lady Bruins, biggest upset of the weekend. Well done. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help it. I had to go there. Oh, man, thank you guys for hanging out and vote in the poll on Twitter. You saved, you saved our show as far as the women's, you know, fussing uh, at the it, men. I, I and that's what we well. get for not specifying the men's basketball. That's exactly right. I told you you got to get creative. He got, told, one, he got one back. I told you to get creative this morning. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I'm just saying I've still got all of my final four and six oh, of my elite eight. Hey, Mo's bracket is solid. It's solid. Keep up with it. Uh, appreciate it. And we will... We need Be to give a, we need to give a quick shout out to, to Amigos Mexican Grill. Forgot about them. Yeah, three great locations: Lewisburg, Spring Hill, Chapel Hill. Go see them. Uh, check out the podcast at sm-tnsports.com. We appreciate it. We will see you guys tomorrow at nine a.m. Thanks to WZYX friends down there. We appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow at nine a.m. on WKOM one hundred one seven FM for JP Plant, Coach Mike, Mo Patton. I'm Chris Yao saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia.